Welcome to the Writer's Hour, where we have creative conversations with up-and-coming authors on their latest books. This is the place to be if you wish to get a preview of new books that are available for the voracious bibliophile, as well as the story behind the story for the voyeur who wishes a peek behind the creative curtain. Here's your host, Janine Bolin. And hello, this is Janine Bolin with the Writer's Hour Creative Conversations. And today we happen to have a voiceover artist as well as podcaster, radio personality. It's wonderful to have Sean Denovan with us today. Thank you so much, Sean, for being with us. Well, thank you for having me. One of the things I'm so thrilled about uh, having Sean on the show today is we just have wrapped up with 50,000 words, the 30-day challenge that most people know as National Novel Writing Month or NaNoWriMo. And this year was particularly weird, of course, because it was 2020 and everything had to be done virtually. And so it worked out well for those introverted artists that we call writers who enjoy being able to just sit in their own space and write and it worked out very well. Well, now you may have finished. You are maybe you did get your 50,000 words and now you are a winner. What do you do now? You've got this rough draft that you have for a book. The book isn't done yet. I wanted to let you know that there is a wonderful world out there called podcasting where you could actually start taking pieces of your book and starting to present them to your community via podcasting. So, Sean, if you don't mind telling us a little bit about yourself, since you're the one that helped me set up my count them four podcasts, Sean was the man. He helped me get them all ready to rock and roll in the different areas. So tell us a little bit about how you know, both you and I have transitioned very effectively from radio to podcasting. So talk a little bit about that process. About the process of transitioning and kind of jumping into the podcast world. You bet. How about? Well, I've, I've been a longtime radio guy, and I'm also a radio instructor at Dixie State University in St. George, Utah. And I keep trying to find ways to keep radio relevant, especially with the younger generation. And uh, But audio is always audio, and storytelling is always going to be storytelling. And podcasting just seems to be the next evolution of where we tell our stories at. So what I've done here at the university is I've actually transformed one of the recording rooms into a full podcast studio. So the kids actually come in, they learn some podcast techniques, some podcasting uh, ideas, and they sit down and they record their podcasts. The next step beyond that is how do you get your podcast out there? It's easy to sit down and record some stuff. I've seen uh, equipment you can buy at Staples for pennies on the dollar, which I I do not suggest. Nonetheless, it's... uh, Uh, It's out there, but people have the question, how do I get on Spotify? How do I get on Pandora? How do I get on iTunes? And that's where I decided to start this little venture that I have, a podcast studio, and wanted to figure out, okay, you want to tell your story. I will help you distribute it to all of these major platforms. And that's kind of the the road I took and taking some time to figure out How do you get on all these separate places and how do you do it easily so that when I finish putting this big roadmap together, I can hand it back to you. And the idea is is that you record your podcast, you put it in one place, and then it ends up in 20 or 30 other places. And that is the beauty of it because I always strongly encourage creatives of any kind 
to maintain control of their intellectual property. That as long as you are in control of it, you can do anything. The freedom you have is amazing. And so one of the things that Sean can help you do is set up your podcast so that you can better tell your story. So talk to us a little bit about what you do with your students and how you encourage them to give the best podcast they possibly can for their story. Because most writers are used to sitting alone typing with the voices in their head, which is what we always always talk about, how we're all a little crazy because we have characters that talk to us in our head and we build these worlds and all that. So talk to us just a little bit about how you encourage your your students to take those ideas and then verbalize them. Well, I try to. It's kind of a a short, all-encompassing, usually about a six-week course that I have as part of my class. And so we discuss different types of podcasts. We have what I call it uh, two guys in a microphone situation or your Q&A because that that seems to be the easiest one that they want to do. They want to sit down with their friends and talk about topic X. Uh, Let's talk about the Q&A, the planned out Q&A. Let's talk about the actual storytelling. Let's talk about uh, planning a story with interviews and sound effects and outside production noise and ambient sound effects and whatnot and trying to get them to figure out what kind of podcast they want to do. Uh, since they're college students, they want to do the easiest one. Nonetheless, uh, from there, we kind of go into the production element, teach them some basic uh, functions of you know how to use microphone technique, how to record over Zoom so that it records properly, and that their podcast sounds good. Everybody has a phone, and they can go in their bathroom, and they can record themselves doing a podcast, and it sounds echoey and bad. But I'm like, we have to take it to that next level. Uh, we go into the storytelling aspect. If you're going to be telling a story, like the, the hero's journey, if you're going to be doing like a three-part series, if you're going to be doing uh, interviews, how do you prepare for interviews? So it's kind of just a small peppering of a lot of these little different topics to kind of hopefully spark some interest in their mind to say, yeah, if I'm going to do an interview, I better have these questions ready. If I'm going to be doing a story, I need to plan out a, I need to write the story and then figure out what sounds, what sound effects, and then be able to edit together so that it sounds good. That is one of the excellent things that I do love about Zoom and the features is that the tech has gotten to a point that it is fairly simple to use. If you, I, I talk to the writers a lot. I'm like, if you can handle a computer and your word processing program, and you've been able to upload your document, and you've worked out formatting for a book, you have the mind that can handle audio files. (laughs) It's the same sort of thing. There are always, there's always an art to everything, but just start with the basics, right? So some of the things that I recommend is that writers go out there and start your podcast. And if anything, start with your character sketches, like you, there's so much in a book that you never get to put in the printed word. It never gets published. That's where you, podcasting is so wonderful because your character st- sketches and all that background work that you did, you can put into a podcast, you know? And so that's one of the things that you and I've kind of bantered about a little bit with is just the variety of information that you can present now isn't nearly as structured and rigid as when you and I were in, in radio in the eighties and nineties. Um, I think you were in more, you're more in more recent radio, but still you had rules, you had rules you had to follow. Oh yeah. Light, tight and bright, get to the point, keep it simple. Da, 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 da. Don't upset the advertisers. That was a big one. 
Right. Uh, yeah, don't don't bite the hand that feeds you, babe. <laughs> we had, I remember years ago, I think it was the Mir space station was crashing to Earth and Taco Bell had put a 10 by 10 um, uh, flotation thing out in the middle of the Indian Ocean. And they said, if the Mir space station crashes and hits this flotation device, everybody in America gets a taco from Taco Bell. And my buddy's like, yeah, can't you do better than Taco Bell? Well, we didn't realize Taco Bell was an advertiser and we got in trouble for that. It's like, what? what? But with the podcasting and even beyond that, the, you know, with radio, FCC oversees uh, radio and there are community standards, which you can and can't say. And that's not in podcasting, very unregulated. So podcasts about everything. And when I say everything, I, you know, there's, it means everything is out there. And so I've heard people talk about things that they couldn't talk about on the radio, obviously say verbiage that they can't say on the radio, but at the same time, spending more time, more detail, uh, more intimate, whatever it may be that you can't do on the radio. And that's something that podcasts can really, you know, strengthen your message and share more of who you are and what you're trying to say. One of the pieces of freedom that I absolutely loved about podcasting is when I would do radio shows and I, at the time I was right, uh, talking about the book money, it's not just for rich people. And in it, I had a system called the 60-40 principle. And I was desperately trying to give people the 60-40 principle. Like I was desperately trying on radio to teach it to them. And like you said, light, bright and tight, you know, you have to have those bullet points and talk fast and I had 15 to 20 seconds and I would talk super fast and try to get it through. And, and it was just, I remember the struggle with that. And now with podcasting, I feel I can relax a little bit, slow down my speech because people can always, you know, speed it up on their phone. If I talk too slow for them and you can make me sound like a chipmunk if you want to. And, uh, and I can get the information out there and I'm not feeling like so stressed trying to get this information out with the time that radio gave us. So with the work that you do with your students and the six-week course that you offer them, can you give uh, our, poor, our poor writers that are moving into this audio world, can you give our writers, like, what are the top three things that you recommend that people do or the top three mistakes that are very simple that if you're just aware of it, then people can have a better quality podcast? Uh, I think, let's see, three. Hmm. Number one, uh, quality of recording. You need to sound good. So finding a good microphone, finding a good way to record that sound. USB microphones have gotten better throughout the years. I, I, I'm still an old school guy. I'm using actually. So the three things I would suggest for. Uh, uh, can you please ask that question one more time? You bet. So for our writers who are coming into the podcasting world, into this verbal world for the first time, many of them are used to doing like book readings and stuff like that, but now they're dealing with tech and sometimes it causes people to freeze up. So what are some of the like top three things that you can think about that really help people transition into this verbal world? And yet at the same time, they're real simple solutions. They're not that complicated. I think the first one would be the uh, your recording equipment, uh, specifically a microphone. A good microphone is going to make you sound fantastic, and it can make a mediocre message sound even better. I mean, just listen, listen to me right now. So uh-huh. uh, spending the money on a, I would say if you're spending less than $100 on a microphone, you're probably cutting yourself short. Uh, USB microphones have gotten a lot better throughout the years. I'm still an analog guy. And then there's the processing if you want to use it and whatnot. And then recording software, 
95% of all recording software does all the same thing. And there's a lot of free software out there as well. Audacity is a free software that people can download for, well, for free. And uh, you can quickly record and edit and save as you could on Pro Tools or GarageBand or Adobe or whatnot. Uh, the second one is an idea. What, what are your hopes for the podcast? If you're trying to make millions of dollars, that's probably not going to happen. Uh, people say, well, hey, look at Joe Rogan. I'm like, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's a flash in the pan. That's, I mean, he's, he's, he's the gold standard. That's great. He's got, he's got that $100 million Spotify deal. That's not you. You're going to have your downloads. It's going to take some time to build an audience. And do you have a message to share with that audience? So keep that in mind. Uh, you're not going to have tons of advertisers. Uh, some of these platforms say, oh, yeah, you can, we will sponsor you. And I've been like, oh, yeah, here's my check for 51 cents from Anchor. I'm like, that's great. You got 51 cents. How'd you get the one cent? That just seems a little off. Um, then I think the, the third item is the, the consistency. If you're going to share something and you're going to have a subscriber base, be consistent with what you're saying and how often you put that message out. Uh, I have podcasts that I anticipate each week. Every Friday, this podcast is available and I listen to it Friday afternoon, every Saturday, every Sunday. So if you're going to be consistent and then this, so that people have a, um, a, routine, a routine that they can follow listening to your podcasts. And that is one of the things that I have absolutely enjoyed about learning the podcast world is that that part doesn't change. Whether you're on radio or you're podcasting is that consistency factor. Make sure your show is posted at a certain time. And when you look at successful podcasts or YouTube channel, you know, YouTubers or what have you, uh, again, it's the consistency. They say, hey, and I upload and they tell you. They tell you when to expect that next uh, session. So for the writers out there, just start with what you know, and then don't worry, you'll never run out of content. Unlike what may happen when you're staring at the blank page, uh, you've already done so much research and everything. You'll always have content for your podcast. And I love what you say, Sean, about have an idea. Like, what is it that you want to share? And for writers, it's so easy. Just start off with all the stuff that didn't make it in the book. You know, there's stuff you're passionate about that never made it into the book. So as my buddy uh, Sean is so good at saying, you're able to work with people of all areas coming from all backgrounds, and you're able to then show them how to take their podcast. And what is it, 27 different platforms you're able to broadcast I to? I think so. I, it, every so often I find a new one and I you know, tack it on to the next one that I do. So it's somewhere between 25 and 30 platforms. Uh, you know, and it's a combination of a, you have your podcast world, you have your MP3 audio only. So you're getting that on your iHeart, Spotify, TuneIn, uh, uh, Bleaker, uh, not Bleaker. I, I can't remember all of them. I don't have to listen in front of my face. No, that's a whole okay. Bunch that are podcast only. Mm -hmm. And then you have the option of turning those MP3s into MP4s and uploading that audio, uh, to uh, Facebook, to YouTube, to Instagram, uh, Instagram TV, and whatnot. So you can actually push different areas of social media, your podcast. So it can be either just the audio only subscription, which we're used to as a podcast or the video portion, 
which people like to look up. I ask people what podcast they listen to, and they always say, oh, I watch Joe Rogan on, on YouTube. I mean, that's not a podcast. That's video. <laughs> that's a podcast that they've turned into a video that you've now watched on you. But you can do that. And that's something that I help uh, put together and say, okay, here's your, here's your network. Here's the, the two things you do. Here's the 50 things I've done for you. And away we go. And away you go. Right. And it gets the message out there. And it's yet just another feature that you can help your help your people out with your newsletter or whatever else it is that you're doing. Um, you're reaching out to all kinds of different learners. And one of the things that was very difficult for me, and I have to definitely back up Sean when it comes to Audacity, that was the very first audiobook I ever recorded was on Audacity. I remember sitting there with my $300 microphone, and I had my head and the microphone into an ice chest that cost me $5, you know, the foam ice chest, and I cut it away, and I was sticking my head in that ice chest while reading my book because I refused to pay $5,000 to have my book put into an audiobook platform and I had talked with a guy like Sean, his name's Ryan Hyde, by the way, they're both good friends. And he was talking to me about how you create the studio sound without and muffle it. And I was in a hotel room and I had the do not disturb sign on. And I spent a weekend building my very first audiobook. So listen, if I, with all of my insanity, can make an audiobook like that, you can handle a short podcast. So thank you uh, so much, Sean, for putting together. So how long did it take you to build this beautiful system that I have been able and others have been able to use? Uh, it was about a year ago that I, um, about a year and a half ago, I built the, stu- the studio here at the university. And at the same time, it was a, uh, a question that was always in, the, always in the back of my mind. How do I get on iTunes? That was the, that was the first question because you know, you know uh, with podcasting is named after uh, you know uh, iTunes and and uh, the iPod, so that was okay. Some Google searching. I'm like, great. Well, no, wait a second. I could put my stuff on Spotify. Google searching. So a lot of it was just I just Googled it. That's all right? I did. Right. Right. You know, wrote this down, saved this, did this, and now I have like this you know multi hundred step process to put it on all these websites. You know, a lot of the websites, you have to set up multiple accounts. One that's just a user account, then a secondary podcast only account. And then this requires a, a picture of this size. But no, no, this one requires a picture of that size. So it's just a matter of, uh, as I've gone along, uh, uh, you know, okay, here's my A-team podcasts. Oh, here's a B-team podcast. Okay, here's some of the, the C category of podcasts. And just trying to figure out what does each one need so that I can get my content on their platform. And And that was the thing that so impressed me about what you did, because when I was looking through the list of the different channels that you help build a podcast for people like myself, I was stunned to see Pandora on there and that you had managed to put yourself on Pandora. It takes time, takes four to six weeks before you get your content up there, but you're on Pandora then. And that's something I've learned along the way is some of these will go up instantaneously. Some of them will take like I, uh, Pandora takes four to six weeks to approve. Uh, iHeart takes up to 14 days. Google takes about two days. Apple takes about two days. Um, Acast, Backtracks, Blueberry, Spreaker, Radio Republic, CastBox, Spreaker. Those are pretty much all instantaneous. But it was, you know, again, going through the process, trying to figure out what does A want? What does B want? and How does it work? And even along the way, Google recently has changed the way that they manage their podcasts. So I had to change my formula. iTunes 
has multiple steps and they're always like to mess things up there. But uh, uh, it, it's, it's the process. And so now I have my list and somebody comes to me and says, I want to be on the internet. And then I wave the magic wand and make it happen. Yes, you do. So if somebody goes, okay, I'm ready to take the plunge. Uh, how do they get a hold of you, Sean? How do you want people to come to you? I think, uh, well, I got, the, I got the Gmail and I got the Facebook, apodcaststudio at gmail.com or uh, apodcaststudio on Facebook. And that's probably the two easiest, best ways to get a hold of me. Fabulous. So I'm, a, I'm a pretty small guy and just kind of just doing, doing a little thing. So it's not a, not a huge operation. It's, it's just me. So you call me, we chat, we figure it out. I do it for you. You send me a check. Everybody's happy. And I have to say, I have been very happy with your services. So thank you so much for helping me, not only with my podcast, but definitely helping a lot of authors be able to tell their story yet in an, in the original way stories were told, which was through uh, the, um, I was about ready to say the written word, <laughs> but the original way stories were told, which was through verbal communication. So I appreciate is- your time. I wanted to add one more thing. I mentioned this a little bit before about the money side of it, uh, but a lot of podcasters are making money as non-traditional revenue. So they're using their book. They promote their book on their podcast. So they may not make money on the podcast, but the podcast helps support the book or support the seminar or support something else. So if you have something that you're trying to uh, promote, the podcast will help you do it. I agree. And they do walk hand in hand. And that's one of the things I wanted to share today. So uh, thank you so much, Sean. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. I know you're a college professor and uh, that keeps you running and busy. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's been great. And this is Janine Bolan with the Writer's Hour Creative Conversations, reminding you to keep reaching for the stars, building those worlds and don't ever give up. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Writer's Hour. To hear more about the creative conversations that Janine Bolin is sharing with her listeners, please visit janinebolin.com forward slash guest. Guest.